Welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sangal, and today I'm bringing you a session from the Digiday Hot Topic event on subscriptions and commerce that we held in New York City on February 26th. As competition among commerce publishers begins to heat up, brand affinity will be one of the things that separates winners from losers. Hear how Ryan Brown, SVP of Business Development at Gizmodo, is building a community around commerce content and the lessons his team has learned along the way. Hello. So I guess I'm the guinea pig, the first presentation. I guess I'll figure out where I'm standing. Um, so I come from Gizmodo Media Group, uh, which is a part of Fusion Media Group. and used to be called Gawker Media. Um, that's fun and confusing. Um, let's see. So our approach is a little different, I think, here. Um, I'll get to the amount of titles in our... <coughs> titles in our portfolio, but I think it's worth acknowledging that we treat our commerce team as a separate entity. It's, it's adjacent to sales and adjacent to editorial, but as its own sort of discrete team with its discrete values. Um, but part of that is we work amongst a network of 14 sites. Um, those 14 sites, aside from two of them, which are satire, both The Onion and Clickhole, um, are no bullshit editorial. Um, they get in trouble, uh, they curse in their headlines, uh, they report the truth pretty aggressively, um, they're really well sourced, and they're beloved brands. Um, with that comes some responsibility for us, but also a huge opportunity. Um, by virtue of them telling the truth, uh, they beget this trust, and upon that trust we have an opportunity to transact. That's a pretty unique proposition. Um, I think to the point that Bryce was making before, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, Gizmodo wants to talk a lot of shit about Amazon, and we do a lot of business with Amazon, but we've found this nice little this little territory to like weave in the middle. So this is our family of sites. Um, I am a fantastic graphic designer, so you'll see this throughout the presentation. Um, the two sites missing here are The Onion and Clickhole, but the others are known and beloved, and they've been around for many, many years. Um, I'm not going to go through each of them, but you can see we cover literally almost every category. Uh, Deadspin Sports, Kotaku Gaming, etc., etc. Um, now this is sort of the nuance of our system and our process. Um, I think what everyone ends up talking a lot about here is traffic acquisition, how to find an audience. Um, we are lucky enough to have worked alongside our technology team in the development of the CMS, which is called Kinja, which is also, also the namesake of our uh, deal site. So just bear with me here. Um, when we publish an article, say the Cotopaxi uh, outerwear post, um, we have the opportunity to share that to the main page of any one of our sites. So we splice it over or share it over, and it falls down the editorial flow as though it was an editorial post. It's clearly disclosed, it's demarked, it's, it's known to be commerce content, but we're, we're able to access the homepage of Deadspin or Gizmodo or Lifehacker, which tend to be tens of millions of readers. Um, what we try to do also is customize the content um, or, or be very mindful of how we splice the content over to the sites. So we're not going to cram a bunch of um, <coughs> uh, the automotive peripherals onto Jezebel necessarily, um, but we're going to try to find the right fit. So here are the three primary commerce verticals. Kinja Deals, sort of the beginning of the program. Promotions, which is, we'll get into it. Uh, and the Inventory, which is just recently launched last year and is still sort of a toddler at this point. So deals um, was our first foray. Uh, deals itself was, uh, it's, how do I say this? Uh, Kotaku used to have its own deal segment. Gizmodo had its own deal segment. And Lifehacker had its own deal segment. Um, when we saw the opportunity sort of through passive affiliate, we took those 
segments off those sites and created a standalone site. I think myself and the team at the time felt like it made a lot of sense to create a distinct brand, um, something that could stand on its own without trying to shoehorn these things into the other sites, while at the same time you know, being uh, respectful of their editorial approach. So Deals itself is kind of a behemoth. Uh, pretty proud of the work um, that we've done on this over the last couple of years. Um, there's a massive Twitter audience, pretty sizable Facebook audience, uh, and a really engaged community, which is what we're going to get into. Uh, promotions uh, is sort of uh, the byproduct of a lot of merchants reaching out to us wanting to work with us, but our editorial team not wanting necessarily to promote that product or service. So how do we work with them? I think Bryce talked about this a little bit too. Um, we work with a lot of merchants, primarily D2C brands, on a cost per acquisition basis. Uh, insofar as we're able to, we try to get a win-win-win. So that means the, the reader wins because they like the product, the merchant wins because they get a lot of sales, and we win because we get a nice commission on the back end. Um, this is sort of the passive community aspect, i.e. if we promote a product through the promotions team, which is sponsored, sponsored native, by the way, um, and it doesn't work, we shut it down. Um, we're able to turn these things on and off. There's no commitment. There's no I.O. There's no um, flight date. Uh, it's, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And the inventory, uh, which we launched, launched last year, so we're coming in around 10 months at this point, um, taking the same voice and success of Kinja Deals and the commerce team itself and trying to create a standalone site. Uh, I think this is where we're a little different and unique, and I think some other publishers in the room are, are pursuing a similar strategy. Uh, we want the commerce content to be distinct and separate, but sort of in the same ethos and voice and vein of the other sites in the network. Uh, I don't really want to monetize Gizmodo's uh, affiliate opportunity. I want to create an adjacent opportunity where Gizmodo can drive traffic to the inventory. So the inventory is really voicey. It's a lot of personal narrative, product recommendations, a lot of community conversation. Um, and that's where we've been working. Um, we'll get into some of the features there that, that drive towards that value. So yeah, we're all over the place. We cover everything. Um, a lot of it's trial and error. Um, sometimes it's uh, Shep, um, who runs our editorial team on the commerce side now, um, who just wants to see something come to life and will sort of beat that drum uh, until we can create an audience there or you know, move on if there's no real audience engagement. Um, so some of the things that beget our success are Kinja itself, the platform. There is a lot under the hood that I'd love to talk about, but I don't know if I can. Um, but on the front end of the equation, you can see how this works, right? Um, we have been working with Kinja hand-in-hand, -hand, the uh, technology team, for quite some time to create features that um, allow us to pursue greater depth of, or of engagement or conversion. So this is something that was built a long time ago and continues to pay dividends. Uh, we call it the Amazon inset. Um, it bears some similarity to what we call like the editorial inset. So if someone in Kinja was to drop a link into the CMS um, to from Deadspin to, say, AV Club, it'll populate this little bar and show you all the details of the post before you click through. And this we did for Amazon. Um, so in the Amazon inset, it will pull in the price, the most recent product image, um, the merchant name, price, all that stuff. Uh, as w and additionally, we added a field for coupon code, which ended up being a huge problem for quite some time amongst the readership. But then the big one here is social proof. So uh, it queries our database, where we store all the information about how many people had purchased this particular product, and then shares that there. So suddenly people are reluctant maybe to click through, but they see 4,328 people also purchased this product. Maybe that's an incentive for them to click through. It shows that there's other people who have been that excited about this product. 
It's something we're really happy with and proud of, uh, and this took a long time to bring to fruition and we were super nervous, um, is disclosure. It's important for us to, to make sure that the readership knows that we are going to make a commission. Um, we are not sneaking this in. Um, there's no bait and switch. Um, if anything, we are heavily over-disclosed. Um, it is everywhere. It's at the top of the post. It's inside the inset. If there's a big deals post that has 40 products, it'll be in the post 40 times. Uh, but at the same time, that's sort of our pact or agreement with the audience, that we're going to make sure that they know what we're doing. Um, maybe a little heavy-handed lately, but it's probably still pretty good. Um, so editorial for us, um, I mean, Shep and team run a gamut of freelancers, uh, of a handful of staff contributors. Uh, we have a lot of friends in the company who want to tell a story about a product they love. Um, and that's a big part of what we do. Um, we actually had an ad ops person write a post about how much he loved his UGG booths, which was interesting. Um, but part of the big push this year has been towards further engagement with the community. So Shep himself, as well as Shane, who's here, but a prior editorial director, uh, who are obsessed with points, have created this sort of opportunity for us to talk about Chase Reserve, Chase uh, Sapphire, talk about <clears throat> the Amex Delta opportunity, but at the same time, what, what do you do with these points and how does it work? And I think instead of being sort of pedantic and telling people what exactly to do, it's a question that sort of makes it less intimidating. Like, what is everyone doing with their points? So it's been really fun to watch. Um, readers will write in and ask to be interviewed. Um, Shep will qualify them, put together a great post. So we have Dan Fromer, uh, Cal, uh, who's a, a travel ad adventure writer, Shep and his father. Um, it's been a ton of fun, and it's made this sort of less intimidating. Um, the comments are great, but more than anything, it's, it's uh, reducing sort of the barrier to entry to utilizing those points. Uh, this has been my favorite thing that we've done this year. It is ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, we have... Tens of thousands of Twitter followers, uh, and many of whom, it turns out, are relatively famous in their particular fields. Um, so we ranked, sorted them, uh, and then we reached out and we said, like, what's in your cart? It's a Q&A feature. It's super fun. So um, <clears throat> Bill Oakley, a writer for The Simpsons, who is a fast food aficionado, uh, has decided to participate. Turns out um, he and his daughter have learned to cook uh, junk food in their air fryer. That's really fun to know about. Uh, and the, the series itself is many, many questions. Uh, it's a lot of fun to see sort of how far they can go. Uh, and they have some embarrassing stories. Actually, Bill tells a great story about accidentally buying, or he bought a half a cow uh, and spent months uh, figuring out how to cook all that meat. Weird story. And then Fozzie Whitaker, the professional football player, um, was super ecstatic to participate in this, this Q&A. It's really fun to see him engage. Uh, he seems to be obsessed with drones uh, and hunting. That was weird and fun. Um, and the co-op has been around for a minute. It's uh, something we really love and sort of was the genesis of developing community on uh, what is now the inventory. Um, but it's a chance to take sort of three bites at the apple. So we will ask our readership, what is your favorite water bottle? Um, they will all chime in in the comments and list out their favorite water bottle, list the URL where they buy it, <clears throat> why they love it. Then we round those up and rank them based on how many stars or recommends those comments get. And we create a poll and say, these are your top five favorite water bottles. And then they vote on that, and then we have a final one. So each time we do this post, and every co-op has three posts usually, unless there's a clear runaway winner. And they get to, uh, and we get three bites of affiliate revenue at the Apple at that, at that opportunity. Um, 
One of, the fun, one of the more fun parts of the equation, too, is because there are so many uh, points of engagement along this way, uh, we know we can reach out to those merchants and ask for an exclusive opportunity or dealer discount. So that's a real sort of give and take with our audience. Um, we know that this particular brand of headphones, um, whether it be Audio-Technica or Status, uh, is something that readers love, and so we can on a quarterly basis have the commerce business team reach out and negotiate an exclusive discount for them. Um, and this is a really old slide from an old presentation, but it's worth acknowledging that um, the deal flood is, is built by the team, which is sort of the daily deal flow, but email submissions, uh, email submissions through the Google form, Twitter responses, all baguette deals posts. So it's not just us doing it, it's the community that has sort of been built around Kinja deals that contribute to its success. <laughs> Um, I would be remiss without mentioning the, um, the sort of commenting functionality of Kinja itself. Um, that's like a whole other presentation, but um, to a certain extent, Kinja was uh, created on the premise that uh, the reader and the writer were engaged in a dialogue. Um, and so from the commerce perspective, we were able to uh, exploit that. So each one of these posts, uh, this is just from Q4 last year, um, have real engagement, um, whether it be the freelancers contributing in the comment section or the readers having a really heated debate about a product themselves. Um, all of that sort of engenders what I would consider like brand loyalty or further awareness of the products. Um, to a certain extent, it's really fun when uh, commenters are teaching Shep things, uh, which is a, it's a hoot. Uh, Kinja Deals, 8,000 comments in Q4. The Inventory, which is still a toddler at 1,400. And Co-op, which is dedicated to reader engagement at 900. Um, big part of our engagement, too, is voice. Uh, there is a very punny, fun voice uh, across the sites, uh, something that they just have continued to shepherd through and through. So in this $30 pizza stone we crust, that's a, that's a zinger. Uh, we live, we die forever is a myth. Buy this erasable boogie board for $16. It's an existential crisis. Uh, don't drop the ball, pick up this uh, Ergo track ball for 66 I think that the, the, the voice is fun, it engages the community, but it keeps people uh, attentive and attuned to what we're doing outside of just trying to find a discount. We're part of the mix. Um, and this is sort of editorial engagement off-platform. Um, not exactly our bread and butter, uh, aside from Twitter, we've gotten better at it. Um, I think if you're familiar with the uh, salad fork uh, debacle in politics last week, um, Shep sort of took that opportunity um, to make a great joke, uh, and the internet loved it for a minute. Um, I think that's part of the fun for us, too, is uh, this does not stand in an isolated, uh, isolated uh, environment. Uh, it is part of the, the news cycle and part of the flow. So Firefest was actually a whole inspiration for the team. Uh, if they could ever edge in that joke, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, one of the things, too, is we created a Facebook community um, that sort of self-moderates and pleases itself. Um, so I have to basically reject, or we reject, a lot of uh, merchants from Shenzhen that want to join the community. Uh, there's two rules. Do not promote your own products and wares, and do not promote your own affiliate code. Uh, and you can see that eight members have flagged violations in the community as of last night. Um, so it's really nice to see that happening. Um, and this is sort of... In summation, uh, I think what's worked for us, um, we have a unique distribution mechanism. Uh, it's something we're really happy with, but it's also kind of limiting. Uh, growth itself is now predicated upon finding new channels of growth, uh, new uh, audience acquisition tools. Um, engagement on and off platform, um, it's sort of germane to our success that the, um, the editors themselves and the writers participate in the Kinja discussion about what they're doing. Um, it wouldn't be us if it wasn't that. Uh, we do that in concert with our friends in editorial uh, who do the same thing. 
And then editorial focus and community. Um, our client is the reader. Um, we are not serving some higher master. There are no fixed fees right now. We are participating in uh, sort of an ecosystem that is trying to find people deals and discounts uh, and to discover new products and services and to sort of explore the evolving landscape of commerce on the internet. I think that's what I got. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked our show, then please give us a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps new listeners discover the show. And I'll see you back here soon with another episode.